Hey everyone, you're listening to the Simply Smarter Podcast. Our goal is to help families navigate some of the areas surrounding the college prep process, which includes providing college and ACT-related advice, not just for students, but their families as well. This is my co-host, Caleb. Listen each week to find out how students can score better on college placement tests, learning techniques and methods that build confidence, beat test anxiety, and identify strengths within each student. Don't forget to stay in the know by subscribing to our podcast. Thanks for joining us on the Simply Smarter podcast as we continue our conversation with Stephen Heiner and take a look back at how Get Smarter Prep has changed over the last 10 to 15 years. We've been bombarding Kayla with questions, so we're going to turn to Jill now. You mentioned Let's the photo it. shoot, and the, the interesting thing about this was when when you start a business you 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 don't have these resources that you built up over years and so i just when you started the website we just pulled some stock photos mm-hmm. and one day i was driving on 435 and quintiles had an ad up with one of the kids from our, our website because oh, really? it was a stock photo. Yeah, stock photo. Right? It was like, you know, come in for this study. Oh, funny. And I, I, and I remember talking to a couple of friends and said, mm, this isn't a good luck for us to also have, because we're not quintiles. We're no. And, and then I thought, well, where would we get student? You know, not, I didn't think where would we get students out of it, where would we get photos? And then it occurred to me, it's like, we could just take our own photos. Yeah. And, and then the marketing bug kicked in and says, well, if people see that their friends go here, then they want to go here. It's <laughs> right. like, ding. Right. And then also the sort of Kansas City pride thing. Let's have some Kansas City landmarks. Yes. And one of the last photo shoots that I was a part of, we were at the Kaufman Center like mm-hmm. right after it opened. Mm-hmm. And that was a big deal, the sort of big splash. And people would see this on their manuals like, oh, I know that girl. And wow, the Kaufman Center is so cool. Yep. And it's local. We we still have one of those photos up we here. We have one. Yeah, I know. No, I haven't had a chance to see it yet. We've, we've kind of tried to revisit some of the older photo shoots, right? Because you can tell by the students' clothing a little <laughs> bit. We're like, oh, maybe we should go back to the Kaufman because that was how many years ago? 10 years ago? More, maybe. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, there are are some of those specific Kansas City, the Kansas City skyline, right. um, some of those photo shoots that we are revisiting. You, did you, I feel, that, did I miss one? You did one in inside, because I'm thinking of my Facebook feed. Did you do one inside supporting Kansas City Stadium? Yes. I was like, that is so yes. cool. Who thought of that? A great yeah. idea. So one of our tutors, Boomer, actually works in the marketing department for Sporting KC. So we reached out to him and was able to what do a that. Great, what a great idea. Yeah, it was really fun. It was really fun. The kids, the kids loved it, too. It was raining right before that photo shoot, and it stopped right as we kind of got there. So talking to our photographer, we're on the phone. We're like, is this going to happen? Is this going to happen? Like, you know what? I think think it's going to happen. It is, and it did, and it was great. It was really great. Well, I'd love to hear that. I mean, for for me, the photo shoot was I didn't want to have Quintile's pictures, but then it also turned into a marketing differentiator. Like, well, you can tell we're a local company. We're proud of our kids. And I think probably what I've seen that I, I probably didn't have awareness of, of, but it's clear that you all have is this sort of diversity of what you know the students that we have in Kansas City and making sure that that's well represented that uh, that's something that you you look at among probably also the different outreach programs that you have the different mm-hmm. sort of schools that 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 uh, get smarter is working with that what have you enjoyed doing those photo shoots I think there are some who in the past where they're already models they like know how to do this whole thing and this other kids like do I stand here oh like, for sure. how, do I not, how do you not look awkward in this photo right yeah uh, I'll move your arm and they're like I don't know what this is 
and so I'm sure you probably had yes. some of that experience yes, too. Yes, 100%. Yeah, there was there was one a few years ago. It, it was just very awkward for this one specific student. And um, it, I mean, it was just the photographer tried, I tried, and uh, you know, we were just like, okay, just loosen up, just shake your arms up, just, let's just let's just shake your arms up, let's just do that, you know. Uh, we had to do that several times, but um, it was good. It was good, and we wanted we want it to be more diverse, right? Like we want we want to include students from all over, and I think you know more recently we've 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 done that even better. So I'm I'm really proud about that. It goes back to that idea of, of water is when you're when you're swimming in, in water you don't necessarily notice, and and I think that this is something we can we can all learn about. I remember visiting Nigeria for the first time, and obviously billboards in Nigeria feature Nigerian women. Mm-hmm. And you're just you're just thinking these women are gorgeous, yeah. but I've never seen them before because mm-hmm. why would Nigerian models be normative in America? In America, they have American models. Or when I was visiting Asia, it's like wow, it's like wow, look at these gorgeous models. We don't have it, and and that's fine. I understand why in different countries they they have people who who look like them, but when you have an opportunity to then see these other people, then it's often also an opportunity for you to think differently about things. Yeah. That, and, and that's what, when I've seen your photos recently, I think like, good, you know, good yep. check mark, you know, and, yep. and an improvement from, from my era and that I wasn't thinking about that. And, and that I'm really glad that you all are thinking about that. Yeah. hundred percent. Thank you. What about, uh, traditional marketing I, I never I, I never really did too much in the way of newspapers television I was always shamelessly trying to get interviewed uh, at, at a news station I've seen your television interview <laughs> don't be so shy <laughs> I you know I'm you know trying to write editorials for the Kansas City Star that that sort of thing what we've had so much change in, in technology from 2012 with geofencing. Yes. Um, Facebook ads, all that other sort of thing. Do you feel that that's an entire section of your brain that you have to dedicate to, to get to do that for Get Smarter? Yes. Yeah, that's a You're, huge part she, of the marketing nodding. plan. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I feel like I could hear the nod. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you think about it, 10 years ago, that was, I don't even know if that was a thing 10 years ago, right? I mean, maybe Google Ads, probably. Um, everyone has a Facebook page. Um, you know, just kind of beginning to start start that. Era. Is, is there still the division? So, Get Smarter is one of those businesses in which our client and the end user are not the same. Right? Correct. So the, the student is the end user, but they're yes. not paying nine times out of ten. They're not mm-hmm. nine point nine times out of ten. They are not yeah. the ones paying. Yes, so correct. we're advertising to the parents, but yeah. with Insta, I mean Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook, these other things. Has there been a shift in in terms of students more coming and saying, "Okay, I saw this Facebook ad and and." Then mom? Not really. So you're Not re- really. you're reaching parents, parents through these. Correct. So I feel like you know for uh, I think there was like a lot of high like high school paper ads, like newspaper ads, um, before my time, and that was directed to students, right? Students get the get the newspaper, and now we're like, well, that doesn't really make sense because we want the parents. The parents are going to be paying the invoice, and so. One of our favorite things to do is our informational sessions. And I don't know if you guys did those back in your day. Okay. So that's still a really good spot for us. Um, So we have, you know, a parent who was really successful with their student had really great success, whether that means a huge point increase or, you know, we only needed two, but he had a really great experience. Um, Whatever that may be, it was a success story. 
they may have a student that is a few years younger, another another student, another a kid. And so we ask them to host an informational session and they invite their friends, their neighbors, their family, anyone who's interested. And it's a word of mouth. It's a way to get in front of someone and they can ask questions. We can explain it to them. The parent has a success story that they can relate to other parents and other students. And so that's kind of one of our favorite ways to do that. And that may be old school. But it's still that interaction with a parent. 100%. And I can't take any credit for that because I was targeting trying to get in to talk to schools, to large audiences of parents on some parent-teacher conference night. I wanted to do that. And a mom had come um, uh, uh, from Pembroke had said, well, Stephen, why don't I have a few people over at the house mm-hmm. and I can have some tea? It's like sort of Tupperware party, yeah. but, but you know, much cooler than Tupperware. And you can just have this information, fireside chat. I thought, well, that's a great idea. Thank you. Yeah. And then it was so successful. And, and as she remembers telling me, she was telling us, how many people can I, I'm, you know, people are, they're afraid, you know, this FOMO is like, I'm going to miss out on this session. Right. And you create this. So let's, that's fine. We'll do another session at your house. Yeah. Right. It's okay. You're not going to get locked out of the information. Right. And then you can have the, the sort of informational one-on-one um, consumer education that, that helps people we, we forget sometimes that, oh, the kids are nervous. Well, right. parents are nervous too. 100%. And when you have those informational sessions, then we can calm the parents down and then they realize like, oh, there are professionals who do this for a living. Yes. Wow, that is great. Yeah. And suddenly you can watch their shoulders it come yes. down a little bit too. It's like, oh. Because we- they have so many questions. I mean, especially if it's their first child, mm-hmm. their junior, they're, you know, experiencing this college prep process. Like, what what do we need to do? We feel like we, we don't want to miss the boat. We don't want to act too early. But what exactly do we do? There's just like so many questions, so many question marks. And, so- and I might have been fed by this gossip train where people are like worried that, oh, no, I'm going to miss out. And then you're there as this calm voice of information has been mm-hmm. doing it for yeah. a long time. We've got answers to your questions. Oh, right. uh, that's not true. You know right. what you this heard. This is actually normal. This <laughs> we, is not normal. <laughs> we, no, no, we are not going to allow your seven-year-old to take a practice test. Correct. Right? Correct. That is not permitted. Only <laughs> slight exaggeration there. <laughs> um, so something else that hasn't changed because I have made those refusals in my era. Man. Yeah. We, we still refer to that that whole concept of, of the parent echo chamber where it just kind of bounces around and it's so different from one school to the next. Yeah. And it it can be it can be pretty messy. Well, and, and there's positivity around that, too. So during my era, that was when TCU was becoming the cool hip choice in mm-hmm. Kansas City. And that was part of a parental echo chamber of positive experiences. My child went there. We're having a great time. We love Dallas. And then this the word trickled back. Right. And suddenly that was a hot choice. We're like, we're in Kansas. Mm-hmm. You know, what does TCU have to do with us? And we were watching that echo chamber, I think, happen in a positive way because yeah. it opened up a choice that didn't that hadn't occurred to people before. Right. Same thing when Arkansas offered in-state tuition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, Arkansas? Well, I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. And so, parental echo chamber can be positive, yeah. but the info session, I think, is the number one weapon against the disinformation, worry, right. uh, what are we going to do? We have to take the test 42 times. Uh-huh. You know, maybe the 43rd time we're going to get is like, no, you will not be taking the test 42 <laughs> times. And I think part of it, they want someone pushing back who has an opinion mm-hmm. that is informed. So you, you don't have to right. agree with us, but we're telling you from an, from an area of expertise, we're telling you from hundreds now, probably thousands of yeah. students that get right. smarters worked with, uh, maybe even tens of thousands, right. Right. That, that that's what our experience is. And you can decide what you want to do with that information and we will serve you either way. Yes. Yep. 
So if you want to be neurotic every and day. show up for every, you know, help session possible and we will do that. We will we will take care of you. And mm-hmm. if you if you don't want to do your homework, we're still going to give you a hard time about not doing your homework because <laughs> of course. that has to happen. But of course, <laughs> what about the podcast? That was something that was not a thing in 2012. I was doing podcasting for some nerdy side projects of my own, but I had I hadn't thought of it. business podcasting was not yet a thing in 2012. Right. So that's fair. business is talking about their brand, looking under the hood and people enjoying it. People didn't know, didn't know how to spell podcast right in 2012. Like, what, what is, and you have to explain to people like, well, it's like the it's like the radio, but on the Internet. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You know? And now yeah. podcasts are so normative that I, I'm are. sure parents it's like, oh, that's great that you have a podcast. And so it is a wonderful weapon because Caleb will know this from many conversations. 90% of the conversations with parents take the same track. Mm-hmm. Question number one gets asked. Mm-hmm. If then it's like a choose your own adventure book. Yes. <laughs> then question number seven gets asked. Yeah. If they select a, then we go to right. question 12. Yeah. And so what happens with podcasts is you get to encapsulate that information. And then Caleb can just have a shorter interview uh, with a parent and say, Hey, if you want to know more about that, I'll send you an email. And we actually did, you know, episode 22 right. on this and, and we can send that. That's such a time-saving resource right. for you. And then parents can get as nerdy as they want. Right. Oh, you want to hear about the common app? Oh, right. Okay. Well, there I'll tell you about that. <laughs> right. But I right. got to take another call on your own time <laughs> slash. I also want to have lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Will we be seeing, I talked about the podcast. Are we going to see Caleb dancing on TikTok anytime for a get smarter TikTok or is that off the table? You know, <laughs> you never say never. Never say never. I, let's just say I might contribute to, 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 to watch something like I that happen. I would love it. I would love it. Yeah, we don't have a specific TikTok yet, um, but I have seen more and more businesses get them, and they can be quite clever um, and interesting. Personally, I don't have one either. So, again, maybe it's a 2022 goal. <laughs> As of today, we don't have one. Well, and and to to poke a little fun, but part of the podcast, part of, let's say, having a dancing TikTok channel, the idea is business doesn't have to be boring and, okay, here's the ad. Do you want to buy or not? That that part of what's fun about even what we're doing today is that there's a chance to storytell and and realize there are humans behind this business. There are stories part of part of what any business and that could be same thing for plumbers or electricians they are solving problems people people depend on them we don't ever think of a plumber until something goes wrong yeah but I mean, we feel that relief when it does get fixed yes. and i'm sure the creative ones will be taking the time to do that or the same thing with dentists they'll have like some some explanation of okay here's this and i'm always i always marvel to see this creativity because what happens is you're taking something that you wouldn't classify as creative right well I'm, i do this i'm an accountant it's like well you don't have to buy that script it's okay to be creative mm-hmm. and be a dentist. Yes. It's okay to be creative 100%. and be an accountant. And I think that's something I love about this revolution in marketing is it's allowing storytelling to happen and it's allowing people to get to know the business in a in a larger non-transactional format. And they can decide, well, I want to do business with these people because I enjoyed that podcast episode. Right. I learned so much. And not only did you not have to do that phone call because the podcast did the marketing for you, but it's there forever. Yes. Yes. And you can just keep referring people back to that and then revisit the ones that are most listened to and say, Hey, you know, we've got some new information on that really popular episode. Right. So ironically, you'll never guess what our most popular, maybe you have, cause we may have mentioned it before, <laughs> but take a guess at what our most popular podcast episode is. I don't know. The Jerry episode. Really? Yes. By far. So a bunch of grad students trying to find out. Yes. Yeah. So we had talked about that. Caleb and I had talked about that 
earlier just how all right we need to do another GRE episode you know definitely not know that you've been listening we're back for part two right right but just to take a deeper dive so yeah I know I know and it's interesting because it will never be a major part of Get Smarter's portfolio because they're just no, not, not that really. many graduates. Do we don't? We're, Kansas City is not a university town in the way that that other university towns like say like Chicago, Los Angeles, right. New York. So to hear that is is really interesting. But it also speaks to the fact that there will probably be some people who couldn't who who would naturally be Get Smarter clients because they're not from Kansas City, but if they do online tutoring and mm-hmm. they're from other markets and it just scored on search results. Yeah, and a lot of our GRE students are online. So that is, yeah. Well, and that provides great opportunity to interact with other people. I, I remember that happening with, let's say, one of our SAT students. Her sister was in graduate school in Los Angeles and then we ended up doing GMAT tutoring yes. for her because the younger sibling had a greater time. And you think, oh, well, once they're in the work world, we won't ever see them again. It's like, right. nope, we've had students Students come back, mm-hmm. you know, afterwards for grad school, even students I, I've heard who become tutors, Yes, <laughs> which I think yeah. is, you know, full circle, really fun. It to really hear. is. It is. Yeah. And, and like who, who better to teach than one of our former students? They already know a bit about the program and they've been through a little bit of college and a lot of them are still going through college or, you know, have a full-time job and this is their part-time job. And so they just love, they love tutoring. They love helping students. So it's a great fit. It was, and it was a great model, I think too, for our students to see that there were, it didn't need to be some 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 person who was trying to figure out what they we had uh, I'm sure that you still have it now with with the there's always a fun portfolio of tutors that are mm-hmm. they're working that we have people who are working at a law firm during the day yes and then they were paying off their basically their student loans by by tutoring at night or yes. on the weekends and that this is what real life looks like mm-hmm. and they're having conversations with people who are already in the workforce but are not so old to not be you know cool right right that they were still yeah. this basically uncle or aunt figure of oh, okay you you aren't that old so right. I can trust you or an older sibling aunt. Honestly, right. I mean, yeah, it would be interesting to see, to go through the list of tutors and, and check the boxes and see, okay, you worked at Garmin, you worked here, you worked here, you worked here, you worked with this law firm and go through and see how many companies that we've had, like locally, um, professions. Like, yeah, definitely. FBI. Right. Right. Was that Lyndon? Yes. Yeah. She works for, or but, she did. Or but she I think, I think that's part of, part of ultimately what test prep is about and people who don't know me or or don't know how Get Smarter started. I didn't have test prep. My my mom said, "There's the there's the library. You can get a book, study mm-hmm. by yourself." And the entire experience of test prep for me was something I had never had. But once I had a chance to be on the other side of it when I was teaching it, I thought this would make such a big impact. I, I really took to it, and I got to as a teacher do things that you can't do in a strict school-based curriculum. So in, I think in a school-based curriculum, you have, we have to take these tests. Mm-hmm. You have to have homework. Etc. I have my students, when I'm talking about, I have my students, I'm talking, let's say, within the Get Smarter frame, Framework, I have them, let's say, for 10 to 12 weeks, maybe 15 weeks, maybe they come back and we work with them for essays. But I have them for this period of time, and the goal is, at a meta level, just to get them comfortable and relaxed to take this test. You already know stuff, but we're also going to go over stuff that you have written off. Yep. One of the things that I always joke about, speaking about the GRE, is that I always find it unfortunate but it's a, it's it's just the way that we think that people are brought into I'm a math person or mm-hmm. I'm a verbal person and test prep changed this for me radically because I was you know I, my degrees in English I write for a living so I had very much classified myself as not a math person but when I started to 
become a tutor and I thought this might be a career, this might be something that I really do, I thought, well, I've got to get rid of those skeletons in my closet about math. So I started to study up in math and I realized without the pressure of school that, oh, I get this. Mm-hmm. But what often I'm a verbal person or I'm a math person, what, what the subtext is, is this is not easy for me. Right. So a verbal person is math is challenging. That's right. what that means. I'm 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 not a I'm not a verbal person. Expressing my ideas in written format is difficult for me. Right. So we don't realize there's an underlying poison in classifying yourself in that way is because it's a limit. It's a it's a shadow limiting belief that oh I'm a verbal person that I can't get that. It's like well no it's just that it's difficult and so it's not appealing. Right. But if you're willing to do the work, I had to do the work because I was a tutor. One of the fun things was breaking down those walls with students and saying, I know that you think yes. that you're not a math person, but let's just do this trick mm-hmm. problem. And then you'd see their eyes light. It's like, oh, I get that. Yeah. And so much of it has to do with the tutor, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we had just a parent a couple of weeks ago say, our, our students do not want to be tutored. We have two boys and they don't want to be tutored. They've had it before and they don't want it. Started with us loved it asking for more sessions loved the way our tutors were teaching them and so a tutor is really the key to everything I mean, it makes such a huge difference. Well, and if I can wave the Get Smarter flag a little bit as well here, that, that, that part of the issue of, of how Get Smarter's philosophy is, is the uh, tutor-student fit, not only to how you learn, but what your goal is. We don't need, you know, if you're not trying to get a 35, right. you know, we don't need to, to do that work. We, okay, I only want to jump up four points or whatever it might mm-hmm. be, or I'm trying to move from 22 to 27. People don't realize, well, moving from 22 to 27 is a completely different style of tutoring and, and we've had, and Caleb's had them, and mm-hmm. you've seen them. Students come in at 33 and want to go to 35. Those a student at 33 is not missing many questions. Right. They are missing single digit. Yes. So we then are focusing on only the most difficult questions. That is a totally different style of tutoring. Yep. And well, that means we also need to pick a tutor who's going to nerd out with this fellow nerd. Right. And not that all the tutors aren't, let's say, nerds in, in a larger sense, but okay, this person's also an engineer, yes. you know, at yep. such and such a place, and they're going to speak some some language that is going to fit for you. And yeah, so 100%. part of having a smaller business and, and having a focus on personalized attention and what are your goals and who is your student and what does he or she like? What is their extracurricular? Oh, he plays basketball? Okay, well, this tutor used to play basketball as mm-hmm. well. The more you know about your student, the more points of connection you have, the easier it is to, because as a teacher, you want as many tools in your toolbox as possible. So if they're lost about, because you as a teacher, when you're in the front of the classroom and you can follow your student's eyes and you, we all know the micro expressions of, I get this or I don't get this. And so when you see one of your students isn't getting it, then you think, okay, well, where, where else am I locked? Oh, he's yep. playing basketball. Where can so I then draw it's like, this okay, so if I'm trying to move up court, and I've got this box here, but I need to pass into, oh, okay, you're speaking my language. I get yes. that. So as a teacher, we're, see, we're, we're searching, searching for that fit. And I think part of why people, quote unquote, have bad experiences with tutors is people, maybe unfortunately, who run these tutoring businesses, or if you find them on Craigslist or whatever else it might be, and Craigslist is a fine place to find people, like employee number two. I think if Gina, if Gina still works here, <laughs> she she's like did. employee number three. She did come back. She, yeah, she came back for a period of time. Yeah, she's yeah. employee number three, found her in Craigslist. And yeah. so but the challenge is they're not necessarily part of a philosophy. You may find a wonderful tutor or maybe two wonderful tutors, mm-hmm. but they may not necessarily fit all of the kids in your family. And you need to come to a place that has this idea of students first. What are their needs? What are their goals? And then we're going to try to fit. And sometimes like we can't help you. I'm sorry. Again, your seven year old will not be taking a practice right. test this Saturday. Yes. And yes. 
it, you can go to the other companies if they if they will accommodate. Have you, a nice but, time. But that doesn't fit with our philosophy, and that doesn't fit with what we're trying to tell you is. Come to us when it's time, mm-hmm. and there's a time when it is, but it is not at seven years old. No, definitely not. No, <laughs> I agree. Keep working on times tables. Get that cursive yeah. down. Cursive. We'll, we'll see if I got that. That's the third grade. That's the third grade. That's us, the third right? grade. <laughs> they still do that, though. They really? come in the third grade, and then they get their little uh, certificate of, of cursive handwriting. I remember that. And then, then yeah. you never use it again as you yeah. get older. Just for your signature. <laughs> well, I was, I was, was be impressed. You can tell someone's a teacher. They have such beautiful handwriting, and I would... I I, no, I I remember just pointing out to some people. It's like, wow, you know, where did you get that? It's like, oh, well, I'm a teacher. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you've got to practice every day for, yes. for an audience, it has, to, it has to be on point. Hundred percent. But we we could probably talk for another couple hours. I know this has been so you, fun. You all have to get back to work, and, so and I have to run a bunch of errands and eat a bunch of food I don't normally get to eat. <laughs> gain and gain, gain a pound weight. this week. <laughs> Stop my black dog again. Yes. Oh, and, well, thank you so much for joining well, us. Thanks, thanks for having me. Thanks for walking me down memory lane. But also, mm-hmm. I think too helping inform me and hopefully our listeners about you know what's changed, what stayed the same, and what they still need to keep in mind. I think the thing that hasn't changed and talking to both you and Caleb over these episodes has reminded me that the fundamentals are still there that we are progressing through a stage in life and the more information we have and the more context we have the the better informed it doesn't mean that you're going to make the right decision it doesn't mean that you're not going to have to deal with some hard choices but it's always better to have the information than to not have the information yeah get smarter prep has all the information (laughs) (laughs) all the ins and outs all the tricks all the all the strategies i love it well what a treat good luck to you thank you um if anybody wants to reach out to you how do they reach out to you probably i, I actually have a lot of fun on twitter and on instagram so at steven heiner so mm-hmm. my, so my first name spelled the ph and last name's h-e-i-n-e-r feel free to message me and if you've got any questions or you want to come visit france or europe sometime and you want some tips i'm happy to throw out some free knowledge yes so the next episode will be um, live from france <laughs> <laughs> It will not be Emily in Paris. It will be Jill in Paris. That's right. Jill and Caleb take Paris. (laughs) Stephen. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks again. Thanks for listening to the Simply Smarter podcast. Please subscribe if you want to stay in the know about all things ACT related. Other than that, we'll see you next week.